0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Welcome you into another edition of Meet Me at Mutual. I'm your host Daniel Shoptale C70th at C70. With me as always, Alan Medlock, Red Dirt Redbird, Abe Medlock One on Twitter. Coming to you on well, I don't know when we're coming to you. We're recording this on Friday morning after the Cardinals have taken three of four from the Cubs. Could have been a sweep. Could have <coughs> been <laughs> Could have been a lot worse than Sorry. it was actually. <laughs> no, um, because uh, that was a series that well, Alan, it was a series that. The Cardinals kind of felt in control most of the time, but then it wasn't like a really, you know, iron fist type of thing.
0: No, 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 no. And it was a, it, it was, it was one of those to where one the anxiety level was at playoff uh, mm-hmm. intensity. I guess you could say the whole series. And then when you add in Tuesday, what happens? Then it really gets nervy. And you're yep. thinking, oh man, here we go again, you know, type situation. And then to come back and lose the lead on Wednesday didn't make it any did not make it any better. But uh yeah, it was one of those to where you felt like um everything that you read that you could put a nail in the Cubs, it kind of felt like that was the case. Uh they did hang around a little bit, but uh but it it I think he, you did a good job of pointing it out last night that after the Carlson home run, they were seen they seemed a little deflated. Mm-hmm. so you know when they when they rallied off cam and scored the two runs you get a little bit nervous but they just didn't seem like the same team the whole time um but yeah it was it was awesome i love to have the playoff intensity in july and i think that's that's probably right i felt like you're probably uh, you felt in control but you felt like some of the your problems rose to the top as well which uh i hope get alleviated but you you know on the flip side, Reyes looked really good last night, even with the walk, you know, and that's, that makes you feel better for a young guy to come out and be willing to compete after what he went through Tuesday night.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt that he, he wasn't much better. And you knew, I mean, I told you, of course, I told you both times, you, you know, Alex Reyes is going to walk somebody. Um, it's just part of the deal. Um The the <laughs> thing is, he's got enough stuff to to yeah. get out of that.
0: It, well, and you know, and not to cut you off, it's funny. Sure. I just about pointed this out, pointed this out last night. You can kind of understand when he walks people. You you don't you don't want to accept it. But that 0-1 pitch to uh I went completely blank. Who's the former Cardinal third baseman that's, that hit third form? Patrick
1: Wisdom. Patrick
0: Wisdom. That 1-0 slider to him was absolutely filthy. Mm-hmm. I was going, that is I mean that's an almost unhittable pitch. I mean, Wisdom had no clue. You know, it's one of those, so they went back to it and it was one of those pitches to where it was, it was, had so much movement that it probably hits Rizzo, you know, in, in the, in the, in the <laughs> box. Much. And it's one of those that you're just like, I can completely see why it, he's unbridled a little bit, just because that the movement is so fast and so late that it's probably hard to call.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was one of the things that I know Kyle has said in the past, um, as he was coming through the minor leagues, he would. You know, a lot of those, well, not a lot, maybe but a good chunk of the balls and the walks would come from pitches the umpire didn't see, Um the, you know, they'd bound up in strikes, but they were called balls because of how much they moved and, and all, all of that. And the umpire just really didn't, couldn't keep up with it. Um And yeah, there's some of that. There's no doubt about it. And some of it, I was reading something this week about how, you know, basically for a closer, you know, because he's got that strikeout stuff, you really don't want to give up contact too much anyway. So it's going to be a lot of hit and walks, um, which is, and that, and that makes sense too, right? I mean, you'd rather, you know, a guy on first and then him be able to, you know, strike out a couple guys or maybe get the double play versus, you know, giving up a double or a triple in the, in the ninth or a home run. Um, it did not happen very much. I mean, that's, that was what made um, Tuesday night. So, so rough, right. I mean, we, it wasn't surprising that he walked a couple guys with the bases loaded, <laughs> But, the you know, giving up the doubles or, or the base hits down the line, that's not what we've seen out of Alex Reyes this year. I don't, I don't feel like. It feels like very rarely is he giving up – I guess I could look it up, but it doesn't feel like he gives up too many hits overall. He just – he's walking – Not a lot long. of hard contact. Right. I agree with that. And, and that's yeah. what you – I mean, if you're – I mean, obviously, you'd rather not have anybody on there. But you want to, you know, make sure that they don't hit it hard. And sometimes that means you know you're pitching on the edges and you and you walk
0: some Yeah, yeah, and it's uh it's one of those where I'm not sure if this is indicative of the Cubs or indicative of the Cardinals, but you know right when the walk started, you knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know that you saw the the names on the back of the jerseys, you knew that they were going to get back into it. That's it. Was funny because I I am guilty of kind of going into shutdown mode Tuesday night because I set my mm-hmm. set my phone aside. I was watching the game. I was I was on the computer. I was kind of doing this and this and this, and then I was watching the rally. And I was thinking, "Oh crap, you know, here we go." And then when I saw your timeline and text to me later that evening, I was like, "He was right in line with my thinking." I was like, "Okay, here we go. You know this, but you know what's going to happen. They're going to sting him at some point." And it's it's funny because I feel like Ian Happ is one of those guys that has just become that cardinal killer, and it's amazing to me that his numbers are so bad. Yep. Um, but you just knew, I, you're you you're like okay, that's uh th- th- something's gonna happen right here. And off the bat, I was thinking, okay, Goldschmidt may have a play on this, but yeah, he stung it. And then I didn't feel like Carlson played it well, but uh, you may have been a little shell shocked at that point, you know, I which would be completely understandable. But but yeah, you're right. I mean, that was that was the surprising part about it when he starts reaching that thirty pitch mark, and you're thinking, okay, and they're hitting him, that we're gonna have to make a move here pretty quickly, which. I felt like they probably should have went with Egg's beforehand, but you know, obviously that's hot button right now as well. Yeah,
1: and I, you know, yeah, I would have, I would have gone Gaegos for over him, and I wrote about it in the blog. Yeah, I mean, Reyes yeah, has not come in with runners on scoring position since May. I mean, he he comes in, in clean innings partly because he's going to be, you know, that well, those walks are possible. Um, I also, I mean, i I pulled him up for 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 the year as we were talking about hits, he's given up 25 hits in just under 45 innings. So yeah, he didn't give up a lot of hits. But July's been not been good for him. Um, seven innings, seven hits, six earned runs, eight walks, seven strikeouts. Um, you know, part of that is small sample size and that game on Tuesday, yeah. the game against the Giants where he gave up a couple of runs. Um, you know, that skews that it a lot. I, I get that. But I also, you know, Alex, he's at you know appearance number 42 last yeah. night. yeah um you know is are we getting to the point we saw like I said we saw the Gallegos, although Gallegos is, was a little bit different obviously um, but we've seen them a lot. are we are we gonna start seeing this a little bit more? are we think it in, in the wear and tear on on Alex Reyes? Um, or are they gonna have are they gonna need to figure out a way? Because that's, that was part of, you know, he didn't pitch that much in June because they weren't winning. Yeah. You know, now it's getting to the point where it's kind of like what it was at the beginning of the year when they were winning. And these guys pitched every day, even though Mike Schultz says they can't pitch every day. Yeah. Um. I don't know that four out of five is much better than <laughs> five out of five. What What's going on? I mean, what, are, is there a concern for you with Reyes, this, with Gallegos, even with Cabrera, maybe, um, that they're going to get too exposed?
0: Uh, th- there's potential for that. I completely agree. And I, and I think that, uh, that's why you're seeing Helsley in some higher leverage situations from the sixth to the eighth. Um, mm-hmm. I think you're gonna see that. I think there's a comfort level with McFarland already. Yeah. Kind of leads us into kind of the Miller, you know, kind of conundrum, I guess you could say, about, you know, for somebody that's pitched so well after coming back off of uh off the injured list with the toe or whatnot, he, he we didn't sure we sure didn't see him much in the series, which is kind of questionable. And I know we can kind of get mm-hmm. to that later. But but yeah, I do I am a little concerned about that. One of my one of my concerns with the Cardinals bullpen is that I think I think Schilt has fallen prey to the We have to get these guys in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning instead of using Gallegos in the big spots throughout Mm -hmm. the ninth or throughout the game to get to uh, Reyes in the ninth. And I felt like that's kind of caused some problems as well. Uh, But there's a trust factor. We've talked about this for four or five years, however long we've done this. There's a trust factor from some of the guys in the bullpen. It's very evident with some, and there's others that you see it in the blowouts of the guys that he uses. You know, I feel like Jeff Jones does a great job of pointing that out of the guys that he uses in you know, three to four run plus games and the guys that he does not. And we also know that goes into resting some of the big guns that we know who, who they are. I mean, we know the three names easy. I feel like you could extend that to Helsley pretty, you could draw a line to that pretty quickly now as well. But, uh, but yeah, it's, I always wonder if it's not the two of them who does get that save situation. I feel like in the back of their mind, they think that's Miller a little bit. Um, but you know, there just seems to be some mystery around Andrew Miller this year. And, and, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's an injury. I don't know if it's just fatigue, you know, like I like I've always said, any guy that leaves Francona, you're going to have wear and tear. And, you know, we just don't know Mm -hmm. if it's caught up with him or whatnot, but, but yeah, overexposure worries me a little bit. Um, I'm confident in the back of the bullpen though, because I just think they're so electric, but you know, one out of every three or four appearances, you're going to get some wildness out of Cabrera. Um, it's pretty sustainable (laughs) wildness at a race, but he still gets out of it. And like I said, doesn't give a lot of of hard contact, but uh, that's what you got. I mean, I know that I'm kind of covering a few topics early, but I feel like if, if they are going to make any move, I feel like it'll probably be some uh, bullpen certainty as certain as you can get in the bullpen at this point.
1: Yeah. I'm starting to uh, kind of think that as well. I mean, the bats still need help. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the Cardinals, one put up some runs, um, against the Cubs, but still won, you know, what a, a three to two game and a three to two game, right? I think those mm-hmm. last two were three to two. Um, and after scoring seven in the giant series, they're winning on their pitching right now, which is typical Cardinals. That's understandable, but yeah, I think that there's if you're gonna have if you've only got one move, and I'm heck, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure John Mosey got one move, but yeah, I really don't know that he's got two. Um, Getting a late inning bullpen guy would be would be probably that move to make because I was thinking about it this morning. Getting kind of preparing for the show, you know, you think about there's a good chunk, what a third of the bullpen, probably if not more, are guys you're not using or yeah. not going to use. I mean, I they picked up um, Justin Miller. I still can't recognize him because I've only, I've only seen him pitch like twice. It feels like <laughs> yeah. Um, there's Andrew Miller who, again, we really need, we'll talk a little bit more about that, but you know, he's pitched less than he's pitched five times this year, this month, not this year, this month and has, you know, an out, an out, two outs, one, out, one inning, two outs, two outs. And it's, He's been good. I mean, it's not like, a, oh, he's gotten blown up. He's only got one out. That's all they're asking of him. Um, so, and, and as you said, you know, since he's come back from the disabled list, he's, you know, got an ERA of 138, and it's thrown, you know, but he's thrown 13 innings since the beginning of June. I, I don't know what's going on there, but you're not using him. You're not using Justin Miller, and you're not losing Luis Garcia unless, you know, and Miller, Justin and, and Garcia are are your blowout guys. But if you're confident enough in all your bullpen guys, it doesn't matter who pitches in the blowout because then you can use, you know, somebody else in a real close game. You don't really have to save guys as much. And, you know, so that means there's, there's two or three spots there that they could, could upgrade. Um, I feel like that's what they've got to do because yeah, I'm, I am concerned that Schultz gotten a little bit, you know, regimented in his bullpen usage. Um, And, you know, if it's a save, it's got to be Reyes. And, you know, it doesn't matter how often, you know, we've got to lock it down with Reyes. We can't afford to lose a game, which there is something to that. I mean, the Cardinals have dug themselves a hole. You know, you wonder if the Cardinals were up, you know, if the Cardinals were a game or two behind Milwaukee or a game or two up on Milwaukee, if Thursday, if Tuesday night he doesn't stick with Garcia a little bit longer or do something different instead of bringing in Reyes I feel like there's probably a significant pressure right now to win ball games um, you know if there's a game that you've got a chance to win, you can't let it get away from you if at all possible. I feel like that's kind of why we're seeing you know Reyes so often.
0: Uh, yeah that's, I mean that's a, that's a great point um, they <clears throat> every game seems like a must win. And mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those to where Wednesday almost certainly was, you know, yeah. I, I, oh, I yeah, always, yeah. I can't stand putting those, putting labels on it like that. But I was like, you, you lose Wednesday and things are probably pretty dicey because mm-hmm. you have the situation where everybody ahead of you lost, you had the lead, you blew it. And, uh, th- this was your chance to get back into it. Yeah. So yeah, well, I completely agree. Huh. With Two days in a row. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Good yeah. point. Good point. And that's, it's probably demoralizing as well. Yeah. Um, so so yeah I mean I, I do think it's ramped up a little bit and I with that, I hope that resonates up the chain as well I mean because I part of the thing about a trade in this situation is those guys in the clubhouse like to see a new body move in there to show that that the front office is trying as well you know I feel like there's a little bit of complacency. Um, we've seen it a few years and I feel like the way that they're playing right now, they, they may have an excuse not to do anything. And that worries me. Um, but I, I feel like every game is almost a must win at this point. And and sometimes you can burn your, burn through your fuse really quickly when you're living that like that, yeah. which probably means you need some fortification regardless. So that's a, that's a great point. And it's, it'll be interesting to watch the rest of the way and how they handle that. But I feel like they need to be, There, there needs to be help along the way at some point.
1: I would think so, Um, because yeah, you can do that for a month, maybe, Um, but you can't do it for three months. You know, two and a half months. Um, The Cardinals are, you know, what do we seven and a half? Right, seven and a half behind the Brewers, um, half a game behind the Reds. I mean, you're looking at. no, seven games behind the Brewers. Seven, seven behind the Brewers. Half a game behind the Reds. This evening, they could slip into second place, and they could be six games out. Like you pointed out this week, the, the Brewers are playing the White Sox this weekend, and they just got swept in a two game series by the Royals. Uh, you know, Milwaukee's not Milwaukee's still good, um, but you know that they're playing. Their, their start their schedule starts to get a little bit tougher. Um, and the Cardinals have a lot of games with them. They can stay within – they could get within four or five before they start that that run with Milwaukee where they play them like 13 times in the last six weeks. I mean, that's – you know, you're right in there. Um, and so, yeah, that may be part of what they're thinking right now is when these games make this push, especially right here before the trade deadline and figure out what you're going to do, um, get it close and see what you, what what can happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. You know, you can't write it off. You can't write them off at all. And um, the numbers aren't great. I mean, you look at the run differential and things of that nature, but they're getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd help them when you win. Um, so we're looking at we're a week out now, a week from today when we're recording, probably on Friday morning. Um, will be trade deadline day. So do you expect that they'll make a move? Before Friday. <laughs> I mean, when when do you think we could really legitimately start thinking about the Cardinals, you know, at least being talked about? Because right now it doesn't feel like even the Cardinals are even like kind of on the edges of rumors right now with anybody.
0: You no, know, I, I think, you know, and this is probably one just because we're so we've seen how it's been the past three or four years. Maybe longer than that, since they've made a substantial trade to improve the roster in, in season. Um, that I, I feel like their trade deadline is Michael and Flaherty, mm-hmm. and they they're like, okay, well, we're gonna get this, and this is gonna push everybody back, and that goes either Oviedo goes to the bullpen or goes down and becomes the true sixth starter like we wanted, and I don't know, I just feel like that's dangerous. Not necessarily saying that they need to go get a starter. I I'm just one of those that you know plays on emotion on this and 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 feels like go get somebody, go show them, you know, if if. If you need a bat, go get a second baseman and make Edmund your fourth outfielder. Put him in the lineup every day, somewhere, somewhere different. If 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 he hits enough to do it, you know what I mean. To improve somewhere. Show the team that you're going to do it. I don't think they're willing to give up any pieces to do that. To get, to do to to add a guy that may be in the lineup every day. I don't, I just don't think they're willing yeah. to do it. Um, the bullpen pieces you feel like would would be easier to get, and that they have enough of uh, enough resources to do it, but. For the Cardinals to do it, I, it's probably going to be at the eleventh hour, mm-hmm. um, because I, I don't know. Like I said, even a week after having Kyle on, I would kind of like to know. I mean, what Libertor's pitching really well. Yeah,
1: pitched a and, really good the last time.
0: Yeah, and where is he in the in the equation? You know, I did I I will say Danny Max said something really interesting on the radio yesterday that he said I do not think you see him this year, hmm. and I always feel like there's probably some inner workings that he's t- he's trying to tell you. But I, I think that he, I think he runs that line of, yes, I do know some things, but B, I don't want to act like I do. You never feel like yeah. that with him? Especially on the radio, you, I feel like you get it a little bit more. Um, that may be reading way too much into things. I, I'm still skeptical, skeptical about him making any move, where I think that right now it's imperative for them to do it. And just to show that, hey, we're still trying because at this point right now, yeah, they're playing better. But are we convinced that they're they're actually going for it? I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I I think they're going to be in their end with the roster they have right now. Can you t- can you take over two teams in the in a potential wild race with a with a roster you have right now and the the lack of trust in the bullpen? I I'm not certain.
1: It depends. I mean, yeah, I, I can see what you're saying for sure, and yeah, re- relying on Flaherty and and. Michael, especially Michaelis. I mean, we've we've done this, right? You know, we thought Michaelis was going to be fine after last year, and then he wasn't ready for that, and then he comes back for four innings, and um, you know, now we're still where we're at. And can I
0: can I yeah. add something into that real quick? Please. Um, I like the piggyback talk between the two of them, mm-hmm. but here's what bothers me. You could completely tell that Woodford was a better pitcher as a starter than he was out of the bullpen. Do you run that risk this late in the year to find out whoever's coming in piggybacking on one of those? It will not be successful because it's out of routine.
1: Um, maybe. Um, because it will be limited to some degree. Um, I mean, you're if if you're going to piggyback them, and then it, I will say, you know. And I think it's kind of a little bit interesting. Mike Schilt yesterday said that Flaherty's going to face hitters next. He just did not say how and when. So I, <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering if there's something different, or if there's, you know, there's there's a there's a desire to get those guys um, in, up to the majors as much quickly as possible. Yeah. So the only reason, I, I mean, I get what you're saying, and I think there's a, a real good possibility, but it's also a limited. Engagement, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So yes, maybe once, <laughs> you know, what I mean once well, or so. once or twice, but it's yeah. also it's going to be they're going to be in there for thirty or forty pitches. You know, if if it doesn't work for them, I mean, it's not going to do well for the team. But they're going to be out of there, you know, after three or four batters. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? The, the damage should be limited um, in thirty or forty pitches, especially early on, uh, if they're picking if they're out of their routine and takes them a little bit to to get to it. Um, I don't, I I like that idea because of, and part of me was like, okay, well, but that's like using two roster spots for one place in the rotation, but then you've got these guys you're not using. It doesn't hurt you any. Um, I would, we've heard in the past for hitters, I don't know how much I believe it, but you know, Jim Edmonds said this year, hitters don't really need a rehab assignment maybe Jim Edmonds didn't need a rehab. Yeah, okay. I don't know if that, that's always I was there. wondering if
0: I was going to respond to that, but I, I, it's best for me not to say
1: anything at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's fair. But, but, you know, sometimes it feels like the Cardinals think that because the guys are down there for like, what, you know, five at-bats or ten at-bats, and it doesn't really matter what they do. They just have to see pitching and get up there. I don't know if they would do the same thing for pitchers, you know, of, you know, let Flaherty make like one start – show that he's healthy and then bring him up and let him throw 50 pitches in the major leagues instead of 50 pitches in the minor leagues. I, I don't know if they do that or even if they do the, the piggyback idea that Michaelis was proposing, there's a whiff of desperation on that in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, I hadn't, yeah, that's true. I didn't even, I hadn't considered that. I mean, it was, uh, <sighs> Yeah, yeah, that, I mean, that's a, that's a fantastic now, point.
1: No, there's also the argument you could say that they're being creative, and, yeah. you know, they're getting that. I, I we understand seen that. Create, well,
0: this is going to yeah. sound terrible. We haven't seen a lot of creativity out of them, you know. so no,
1: I mean, you saw, you know, this week we were like, you know, that whole, you know, who's going to be the starter thing. And then it was like, oh, it's Juan Alviedo, like we always, Johan Alviedo, like we thought it was going to be. And, oh, Junior Fernandez got sent down, just like we thought it was going to be. Um, It did sound like there was some stuff behind the scenes, like, you know, they weren't 100% sure Alviedo's finger was going to act up, so they were, you know, getting ready for Connor (laughs) Thomas to make his debut. Um, (laughs) But still, on the face of it, it was like, oh, we've done a whole lot of uh, hoopla for it's something we already knew,
0: yeah. And you know what? I thought this was much ado about nothing, so I didn't really want to bring it up. But we didn't find out about the finger thing until she lost his temper, yeah. And we wouldn't have known anything, right? right. You know? So, I mean, creativity was kind of forced a little bit,
1: yeah. It's, um, it's, it's something. I mean, you know, this is this is a conservative team, I mean, it is, and that's yeah. and that's why they've been successful for 20 something years. I, sure. I, don't get me wrong. You can be, if you can be aggressive and crazy and that's going to win you, that's going to win you every once in a while, but it's not going to be sustainable. Um, And Cardinals have erred on the fact of we're going to sustain this stuff. um, But that also means there's not, you know, a whole lot of creativity involved. So, and it also means that you don't hit the highs that some other teams can hit too. Um, And you run the risk of getting stale. And I don't know that the team is stale. We've thought that before. I don't think they are right now. Um, In part, because there's a lot of different things they can do. That gets us to uh, maybe to what we were talking about before the show, but you know, they're hitting, not hitting great, but there is still some offense there. The pitching is improving obviously. And there's, you know, it's fun to watch what KK has been doing lately. And, um, you know, you've got Adam Wainwright out there who's doing his thing. But if anything, this team can catch the ball. Yeah. Um, and we saw that this series against the Cubs was probably the best defensive series, you know, as a whole that we've seen all year long. Um, Nolan Arenado was incredible. Um, You know, we saw a diving catch by Harrison Bader yesterday. That was key. We saw... I think every outfielder made at least one or two good catches. I mean, really, really good catches in this series. Um, and you know, like I said, Arnado, we saw the, the play with Sosa that, you know, the double play that sh- should, I mean, Rizzo helped a lot. Apparently he just froze, but the idea that Sosa was awakened uh, 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 to that possibility and was able to pull it off, you know, this team, you know, pitching and defense has been like a hallmark of this Cardinal team. And right now, I don't, the defense may be better than it's been. And I don't know when.
0: Yeah, it's, it's pretty fantastic. The, the, Arnado plays aside, which were amazing <laughs> yeah. anyway. And it's so nice having him over there because anything on the dirt, you feel like he's going to, he's got to play on, no matter where it is. Yeah. The Sosa play was amazing. And this may be for the most little league reasons. There's, thro- those throws were so crisp. Mm-hmm. Everyone the Cardinals made on that play, you know what I mean, and it yeah. was Sosa was running and made his. Then it, Molina had the laser back to third, you know, before they ran him down. And it was I was like, man, it's it's so nice to see that. You know, there was no question about it, and you know that that Rizzo was just locked up. You know, for whatever reason, it was. <laughs> it was it was amazing, and you know, it was really funny because there for a second I thought the the, the uh, play marker was late on the valley. On the um uh, yeah. app, and I was like, "Did they keep him from going to second?
1: Yeah, I was did see.
0: I, I said, "Were they that? Wor- was he that worried about it?" And I was like, "Oh, okay." Th- now that makes a little bit of sense. I was like, "I just hope they don't let their guard down and, and give up a single score run now." But I was thinking that they were—they may have been so efficient on that that no—that he may not have been able to move up. I, that's what I was most impressed with. I mean, that's the thing about Sosa is he has that electric ability, and I mean that throw was just on the money. It was. I, that was the most impressive, and it was one of those you're thinking, "That's a basic throw," and you know they're mm-hmm. professionals. But I mean, they were just so crisp and just gave no, no, no hint of a ball going to the outfield. It was, it was incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was all in all really amazing, and the Cubs were helpful in running into air, outs a few times. But I think
0: that is so dislike them. It was yeah. I, I thought that was strange. The, the whole series seemed really weird to me. I, I think that that a teardown is in motion on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think they all know that too. Um, but I will also say, you know, it wasn't all their fault either. I mean, I think about that play that Arnauto threw the guy out at home, you know, Ortega at home. I mean, nine times out of 10, you score on that. Play. Sure. I mean, you know, he didn't do, he didn't make a mistake by running there. He just got out, you know, the Rizzo play. Yeah. He kind of froze up somewhat, um, but even I, I mean, we, you know, watching that, I thought, okay, you know, so is going to do the, you know, what the six, four, three or the six, three, no. you know, and they're going to, and to get the double play
0: and see it. Yeah. I agree. I completely you know, agree with that.
1: And I was like, you know, to turn around, I, I mean, yeah. I mean maybe the Cubs had a, a little hand in some of these cause they had what three guys thrown out at home at that one, but not all of it. I mean, see, some of that is just really good defense making the plays. you know, there was a, there was an, uh, you know, no one uh, yeah and i I have a point about Arnado
0: after we're done okay well hang on because
1: i'm about to i'm gonna throw one out out there maybe it's it's uh goes along with what you're thinking you know there was the early part of the year where people were talking about well his defense isn't as good as you know has been and you know the range factors and blah, blah blah and i just still don't know about you know what i think i asked Vince Rudy not too long ago how how he looked in those kind of rankings recently and he had moved up quite a bit but if you want to just take the basic you know errors if you remember he made a two had a two error game against the cubs back in may uh, may 21st actually he had a two error game he hasn't made an error since then I mean, uh, he's not been charged with an error. Let's put it no, that way. I, I mean, you know, it's errors are subjective and things, and I know that's not a, it's the best thing, but we're looking at two months where he hasn't made an error. And I mean, he's, he's, and it's not like he's not getting the balls, obviously. Um, he, I feel like some of that early stuff was him just getting adjusted to the Cardinal system, to the Cardinal, you know, playing on Bush Stadium, you know, for the most part, you know, getting adjusted to the shifts that, that the Cardinals are doing. And now that he's got it figured out, we're really seeing that Nolan Arenado that, that everybody's talked about for years.
0: Oh, oh, that was, I mean, it was spectacular. The series, you reminded me of something before I get to the point I was going to make, um, on the radio earlier this year, after that Chicago series, someone had asked on Danny Max radio show, um, uh, if Arnauto was a disappointment. And before that word got out of his mouth, Mac I, Macy I told him to shut up. You know, It was really funny. It was a real funny segment. He's like, just stop it. Just, just stop it right now. He said, you see the errors. You don't see the movement on everything else, which was, which I completely agree with. So he makes it look so easy. There were two plays in the Cubs series that really stood out to me. There are, there are all-star level third basemen in the league right now who don't try, A, the play at the plate, the off balance throw at the plate or Mm -hmm. B have the stones to throw to second like he did last night.
1: Yeah. You know
0: what I mean? And that, and that just says it all. And he has no hesitation on any of them. It's just so smooth and fluid and athletic to him. It's, it's, it's incredible to watch.
1: Yeah. It's, and it's, and it's making everybody else better. I think too. Uh, And I mean, you've got Goldschmidt over on the other side so that Arnoldo knows that if he, you know, he has to make a light throw or something or real gun gun it over there. It's going to get caught. Um, We've seen some really good plays out of Sosa uh, when he's played it short. Um, You know, DeYoung's been better when he's played it short, but I don't, DeYoung feels to me, maybe, maybe it's just me. He feels like a solid guy, a guy that can make plays and occasionally make a really good play. He doesn't have the athleticism that, or, or uh, on defense that Sosa has. Now, obviously there's other reasons to play Paul, the young, cause Paul Youngs hit well as of late. So, sure. I, you know, I don't know, but I just, if you're talking strictly defense, having, you know, Arenado, Sosa and Goldschmidt, and then, you know, Tommy Edmund, pretty solid at second as well. I mean, you put that outfield, you put that infield with that outfield, you know, and Yachty behind the plate, which that's a different topic we can talk about, but, um, Overall, you know, it makes it hard for balls to drop. Uh, you know, and they're not going to beat
0: themselves um, usually uh, defensively. No, n- not at all. And that's uh, that that that's what makes the walk so much more frustrating.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. You
0: know, because you're just like the balls in play; they're going to get it. I mean, it's uh, it, they're elite and they're fun to watch. And it really, you know, like like we've said before, and I've said on here several times. It's amazing to me the difference that Bader makes. Mm. I mean, they, I, it just seems like a different team. And this is nothing against Carlson. We've said this forever that he's athletic enough to play center field, but he's not necessarily a center fielder. Yeah. man, Bader just, Bader just, he levels, levels out. I don't, it's, I don't know, I don't know how to put it. It just. There's just a different demeanor when he's out there. It just he just makes such a difference. And I feel the same thing about Arenado. It's just now the chips are falling into place. And it's fun it's easy to be optimistic right now because, you know, coming off the two series wins and you played Ooh. well since the fourth and, and all of those things. But this is what we expected all year. You know, yeah. and that's uh, and we've said that they haven't played their best baseball and let's hope that, that that they're kicking in at a high gear and it's gonna be led by the pitching and defense. And if they just didn't walk guys, then you'd be pretty elite.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. And you know, like you said, it, with with Bader, especially, it's uh, there's. I hate to say it, but it's almost like an aura. It's almost like a an attitude. Yes. Of, of confidence. And, and again, not that yes, I um, agree. Dylan Carlson isn't confident in in center, but you know, there's this just. I don't know. It's just. It's like a. It's some sort of intangible. There's you, some panache with Bader. It yeah. Just,
0: it, yeah. It just adds a little bit. I agree with you. It just—you yeah. can even see them at, reacting differently to each other when he's out there.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you know, his speed is is amazing, and that play that to be able to run in on that play that he made last night yeah. is just insane. And the
0: difference he in the the distance he he runs to get, to steal the homer of Contreras, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's incredible. I yeah. couldn't drive a car that far. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: <laughs> I'm still trying to cover that distance <laughs> and it's, it's been 24 hours. So, um, but yeah, I mean, so you're right. There is a, a, a different feel. It's gotta be a different feel for those guys when, when Bader's out there in the outfield, when, um, you know, Arnaldo's doing his thing. Um, I mean, there's, it's gotta be a lot of fun to, to get out on defense and you're right. That's, that's you know that's what we always say is you know if you walk too many guys your defense gets back on their heels i don't know oh, if one does yeah. yeah but it doesn't help i mean you know yeah. you, you've got to you gotta let it you know now granted if you give them too many hits they're gonna there's a few that are gonna wind up in, a, in spots that can't be but uh, you know more than anything you know trust your defense as much as you can and i don't think that's probably why wade LeBlanc has done so well when he's been you know since he's come over here i mean He's walked a few in the last couple of times, but for the most part, he's, you know, putting the ball. He, he's a guy that they've got because he can, you know, people hit the ball against him. And, you know, he played in what, Baltimore beforehand and his ERA was high, different ballpark and different defense, you know. But, you know, he comes over here and, and all right, you know, somehow is now the third starter on a team. And that's, that's <sighs> scary, but, but he's definitely filled that role well. Um, and I think in, in, in part because he trusts his defense.
0: Yeah, I mean it, low pitch counts and and mm-hmm. you know pitching to contact, which is something that we we just haven't seen a lot of. I think that they were caught in the middle of that, you know, for the for the past two years of you know trying to to get low pitch counts but also trying to up the strikeout numbers, which is, you know, which is what ha- what is happening in baseball. Right. I think you get behind and it, it get behind on those and when you see a guy like LeBlanc and you're thinking, "Oh, this is this is refreshing." You know, his games are mm-hmm. smooth and fun to watch and that probably says time
1: speaking of pitch counts i want to talk about the usage of of uh, kk um because i I think right now you can make an argument i don't know that you can make an argument that kk's the best pitcher on the team for -hmm. the last month five weeks right there with adam wainwright um but twice now in a row he's pitched six innings which is great but he's pitched six innings with like 80 85 pitches and they fooled him they haven't let him pitch the seventh and you know again like last night was one of those cases he had 84 pitches when he left he had been you know on a roll he had not necessarily shown any kind of you know laboring or anything of that nature um and with a bullpen like like you've had and with a, I mean, right now, anytime you, I mean, obviously they used some different guys last night, except for Reyes, but still to be able to, you know, get another inning out of your starter would be a good thing. Why are they not letting KK, you know, expand past that sixth inning, especially when he's still got a few pitches to left in him?
0: Yeah, it's a good question. And it's, uh, it was really it was interesting last night in the post game comments that uh, he was talking in, that Schilt was talking about uh, Cabrera and Gallegos were off limits, which we we assumed so you know right. because they right. pitched just about every night. I felt like that would be more reason to push Helsley back to a potential you know eighth inning. Mm-hmm. I think they were they were pretty scared, a pretty worried by the hard contact that that. That Kim was giving up in the sixth. Um, and I think that uh, that probably scared them more than anything to to immediately go to Helsley because I kinda thought he would see the seventh as well. Yeah. But uh but didn't. And and it is it is I don't know. It I feel like he's reaching the uh the the Wainwright type situation to where you ride him until you can't, you know, and that's and ride him until you get into those last three innings and try to figure it out, you know, one of those things. So so I agree with you. I in the back of my mind, the whole time, I wonder how, I wonder how much this plays into their plans for Kim coming back next year. Because I, I think that he probably does.
1: I would think so. Uh, they made a good point on the broadcast last night that after the last two years, you know, after being over here, kind of trapped with the pandemic by himself, and then you know his family only finally getting to see him this last week. Um, you know, actually in a ball game setting um, that he might have an urge to go back and play back in Korea. But I feel like there's going to be some, you know, that said, as people point out, there's a lot of different options for next year. So we'll, we'll see how that goes, but sure. um, It might. I mean, honestly, if the Cardinals had split this series, because that's honestly kind of, I figured that was kind of the par for the course for 2021, right? They were going to come into the series and split it and be exactly where they were and still kind of be out of the mix. But if they had ever tried to turn the sellers, KK's a really good piece. They could have gotten something for him. I don't, you know, not sure that they would have done that. Um, But I'm sure they wouldn't have, because they would have been like a sale, but it
0: one of the few pieces they have that would fit that mold.
1: Exactly. I agree with you. Exactly. So, but yeah, I think, you know, and I'm looking at his game log here. He's gone over 100 pitches just twice this year uh, once against the White Sox, uh, once against the Marlins. Um, so, and he did go seven against the Giants back at the beginning of the month. Um, but he did that in less than 90 pitches. So, yeah. Uh, you know, he doesn't walk, guys. Very much. He doesn't necessarily strike out a lot of guys, although he's got a couple of seven inning strikeouts, seven strikeout games lately, both against Cubs. So I guess, you know, having Javi Baez in the lineup does help. Um, I don't know. I you, Yeah, I guess there just seems to be that, yeah, they're not going to push him too much. And you're right. Maybe that extra contact in the sixth got them thinking about it. But yeah, I would have loved to have seen him take the seventh and then Helsley with the eighth and, you know, maybe Reyes with the <laughs> yeah. ninth. Because they're running the risk of using. I mean, McFarlane's been a nice addition, kind of like Wade LeBlanc, a guy that you didn't expect much of. Yeah. But he's he's already kind of become a, a guy that they're relying on, but I don't want them to rely on him too much. You know, I mean, he, yeah. you know, I want him, like we said earlier on, we'd like to see that bullpen at a spot where you can use anybody on any night because you're fine with using anybody on any night and so you don't have to worry about holding them back to rest them for the next day
0: yeah that's that would be nice you know to where you don't you have those factions of you know the three or four plus run side and then the guys when the game gets close side because Mm -hmm. the Cardinals are going to play a lot of close games and some arms are going to be falling off you know and it's uh yeah, it, it's pretty tough. It, it, it's what I love to have the veteran arms in the bullpen. That's why I, I was a okay with LeBlanc and uh, and uh, McFarland because they those guys seem to know how to get outs. I get, I think that you also risk overexposure with some of them because I mean honestly they've been released, you yep. know, and that's the same thing yep. with Miller. So that's it's a balancing act, and it's I'm I'm curious to see how Shields going to handle that, and I do wonder how they're going to supplement that if they do it. I. Something that kind of concerns me is I I think that we may see a situation to where Oviedo doesn't go back down this year and they try to make him that middle guy. Um, and that kind of concerns me a little bit because I kind of would like to keep him on the starters' regiment, even mm-hmm. if it's in Memphis.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a possibility. Um, it. it but it, I maybe. I think it depends. Um, you know, once Flaherty and Michaelis are back, assuming they both get back, assuming they're both healthy and smooth, they're both starting, I mean, you're going to have LeBlanc shifted out to that bullpen. Um, that might be able to allow them to send Oviedo down with a little bit more confidence. Um, I agree there's a good possibility that they would like that, but... Hmm. I don't know. It just it depends on how confident they are in his stuff, you know. Because obviously he's had command issues as well, and that's something for the most part, except for Alex Reyes, um, You'd rather see them as a starter being able to work around than a guy that you bring in in the six or seven. Yeah, it's very true. Um, Throwing strikes is the issue. Yeah, um, but you know they've let him, they've let him be in the bullpen before. Yeah. I think they would probably send him down and let him start at Memphis, especially since Memphis now, you know, they're running until the end of September this year. It's not like in past years where, you know, you'd only have a month or a couple weeks down there before you'd have to come back up. Um, he could pitch all the way to the end of of September in the minor leagues and then be available if they wanted to bring him up for the postseason bullpen, if there is such a thing. Um, but yeah, it's something to to think about. I, w- I would rather see them send him down. And I think they've talked enough about wanting him to be that starter. And I, I think even they know he needs to be in mental, you know, Memphis or, or whatever. So I think they would send him down. Um, especially since we saw them do that over the all-star break, right. Just so he could at least get a start sure. down there. Um, I think they probably would, but you're right. I mean, it's a good chance that they would shift him over to the bullpen and, that's not ideal but it could you know you do what you do
0: yeah it, it what some of my concern with that is uh, yeah he's got the electric arm and he can come in throwing gas in a short amount of time but those guys turn into reliever under glass and they never get used yeah, exactly. that's what my concern is and i feel like you yeah. need to have him on regular rest
1: yeah the, the idea of having a reliever that can go two or three or four innings doesn't really matter uh, if your team is going well you don't need them. And if your team's going badly, it doesn't really matter who throws out there. Yeah. I mean, you look at, look at John Gant, right? Um, since he's been to the bullpen, I don't, I don't feel like we've seen a lot of him. <laughs> no. a little too much of him this week. get you know, yeah. uh, made it a little dicey, you know, hitting two batters, um, this last time, but he pitched, he did pitch twice in the series. Cause he, he pitched a long time in that first game when the Cardinals had a, a comfortable lead. Um, I mean, I guess we've seen it maybe a little bit more than I thought he's pitched, um, seven times this month. Um, so that's, I guess I just don't feel like we've seen him as much as we have, but I guess he has been out there a little bit more. He's not pitching lengthy innings. I mean, he's just pitching an inning or, or whatever at, at the most. Um, so I guess that, that doesn't, you know, I guess we don't see him bottled up quite as much, but. You know, then again, there's some options that are being bottled up out there that, you know, so maybe that's if if ever if it was a solid bullpen, maybe we would have seen him more under glass because of that length.
0: Yeah, I wish yeah, I made
1: sense with that sentence, but no, I no, think. no,
0: I, I knew where you were going with it. But yeah, yeah. You know, and I can agree. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of the mystery that we've been talking about the whole show of, uh, you know, bullpen management, She'll, which out, without a doubt manages different down the stretch. I yeah. feel like we're seeing some of that right now, the quick pulls and things like that. And I just hope that it doesn't backfire on him.
1: There is, I mean, we've said since Mike Schilt has taken over that he manages better when he's more aggressive. Um, Yeah. I, and you're right. I, I hope that it doesn't backfire on him, but um, I think you're right. I think there's, there's probably a reason that the Cardinals have so far this year, and, and in his history, played a little bit better in the the second half or last year, probably the last you know last month. I I still feel like he spends that first month, the first half, trying to figure out what he's got, who's good, you know, giving him some rope. Um, and then the second half, he kind of says, okay, this is what you know. I know that I know that Matt Carpenter is not a starter anymore, so he's not going to start, but every here here and there. You know, I know that. You know, um, we don't need to use Andrew Miller or whatever. You know, whatever the case may be, I feel like he he kind of gets his information in the first half and uses it in the second half. Um, I always felt like Tony Larusa had a better second half than first half. I didn't. I haven't looked at the numbers. I know there were some years he definitely did, and I felt like part of that was because of his constant rotation of people, you know, everybody stayed fresh because he was always, you know, his lineup was different every day. That's not something that Mike Shields has taken from his mentor. Um, that lineup is the same for the most part every day. I mean, you might, that middle infield's shifting a little bit, but you know, with the, with the roster they have, that's probably for the best, but, um, boy, I'd still like to see a little bit of creativity in that, in that lineup. Cause I feel like, as much as they've been successful lately, they possibly could be more if they would do a little bit differently. But, you know, we, you and I talked this week you know, about Harrison Bader. Harrison Bader has hit very, very well since he's come off the uh, injured list to the point that I would like to see them lead him off. And he stayed eighth for quite some time. He moved up to seventh yesterday with Sosa in the lineup. Um, if And it felt like... I guess they're using that more as a as a leadoff type of position. Let him get on and the pitcher move him over and the top of the lineup come up. But I'd still rather just see him ahead of a hot Goldschmidt and a hot Aronado, although Aronado's not quite hot yet.
0: Sorry about that. The mute button got yep, me. That the, yeah, um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, because I wonder about that, if they were going to to mess around with it. I don't think with Carlson hitting bombs right now, they're going to, yeah. I mean, I thought about that. I was like, you know, if he gets going, we probably don't fuss about the lineup anyway. And, uh, you know, it kind of seems like that may be coming. And he, I mean, he stung the ball all series, even yeah. without, even with some poor results at some point, but, uh, but no, I, I know what you mean. I mean, it's one of those years, like, it, it's funny when you watch Bader and Edmund on, they, they affect the pitching because they're they're you're at a risk Ooh. to run all the time and right. I, it, it really makes a difference now the Cardinals are, are actually really bad base stealers. you know they have some quick guys, but I've always felt like they run into a lot of outs now Contreras is a stud. I get that. I mean he has a cannon and and they handle the running game really well. but it's still I, f- I feel like the speed makes such a difference and I know that that's old school thinking. Of having your leadoff man be quick, but I mean, I I would think that it would get Goldsmith more more pitches to hit.
1: I would think so. You're right with uh, with Go- I was worried about Carlson because Carlson had did before this Cubs series didn't look that good. Yeah, um, he had really been struggling, and I felt like you know you drop him down to like sixth, you know, take a little bit of that pressure off of him. Um, but you're right; he kind of rebounded against the Cubs, and if he could keeps this going. And he probably will. I mean, there's no particular reason that it was just the Cubs that, that did that. Um, he's an, he's a, you know I, he gives you that multi-threat at the you know a home run to lead off the game, but also enough speed to you know maybe not necessarily steal bases, but you know to go first to or third or, or at least be on base quite often. Um, I'm still I'm still not excited about Yadier Molina hitting fifth. <laughs> I know that I know that he won the game on. On Wednesday night, and and Yanni's gonna come up in big moments. I mean, that's just the part of the deal. I think that I think he saves a lot of stuff. I mean, and, and at his age, you know, that energy—if you've got that energy, you can't bring that same energy to every bat. I don't think. Um, but I just feel like there's so many times where you know you might have two on <sighs> and two out, and then Molina's up and you know, there's so many ways to get out of your Molina out. Yeah. Especially when there's runners on, um, because he could hit a ball to deep short and they're still going to be able to throw him out. You know, I mean, there's just, you know, you've seen that right And that. what well, that it was an interesting point that the, the broadcast point had brought up that, you know, the second baseman for the Cubs was playing deeper because, you he know, had time. It, yeah. he had time and that way it didn't those flares that Yadi would like to hit over his head didn't get over his head. But, you know, he's got plenty of time to throw Yachty out. And that's that's fair. Um, I, I would like to have somebody with a little bit more consistent threat there and have Yachty hit sixth or seventh. But, you know, I also don't know that they're going to tell Yachty and Molina that he's not going to hit fifth.
0: Yeah, I, I, that's, I feel that way. I mean, it's it's that's not, that's a change that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree with everything you just said. And then the times when – yeah, I'm down on him. He comes up with a hit. You know, it's it's one of those. It's just he he stays just relevant relevant enough in that in that situation that he's going to stay there forever.
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah. I I completely
0: agree. You're
1: absolutely right in the fact that um he does enough. Um, and he does. And there's, you know, I wrote about it at Substack today at this this week. Uh, you know. But there's, I'm still not, I'm still not sold completely, even though, again, he won the game on Wednesday night and he's obviously, his defense is not what it used to be. I think we can safely say that. I mean, that, it's sad that that strikeout to to wisdom on Tuesday night led to all that it did, but that was preventable. I mean, I think Ender Kuzner blocks that ball. I think, I'm pretty sure in part because he's younger. I'm not saying he's a better catcher. I just think he's young enough to have that energy to do that. Um, I just I don't think it's necessarily serving the Cardinals the best to let Yachty just run out there every day and not even need a backup catcher. I mean, I'm I'm wondering, you know, the two next two games against the Reds are night games, and then there's a day game on Sunday. Do you think Kisner plays on Sunday?
0: I would, I hope so. I'm not convinced that he will. Yeah. The, I mean, I think it's going to that this lineup's going to run out there with the, with the change of maybe Sosa, you know, mm-hmm. the, for the young, the scheduled day off type situation would be the only thing that we really change. The, uh, uh, yeah, I completely agree with you too, because what I've never understood is that whenever he has a little bit of rest, boy, he's elite. Yeah, but you know, to have him out there every day, it seems like it wears his body. I mean, he's thirty nine. I mean, it's understandable. We get it, but uh, yeah, you kind of have that wasted roster space. I mean, it, I don't know. It's 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 a tough. It's 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 tough because I feel like days of rest are going to just do it. Will uh, will be wonderful for him, and yeah. I just don't think they're willing to do it.
1: Well, I think that's honestly, I think that's why he was so good in April this year was in part because he didn't play 162 games last year. Yeah. You know, and he had a bit of a rest of an off season. Um, I, I, you're right. I think that if he gets, you know, if he played, he could play four days, he could play five days a week and probably get some benefit out of that. Um And then Kisner could play a couple of games and, you know, I get, Yanni Molina's going to catch every game Adam Wainwright plays and he should. Yeah. I mean, you're, they're working on that record and they, you know, they've got a connection. I get that. But, you know, and again, I, I say this uh, knowing that Andrew Kisner is not necessarily going to set the world on fire. Um, they played well. The team played well. Uh, he he kind of struggled a little bit, but the team played well when he took over for Yachty back in April. Um, I do wonder, you know, if he, you know, had some consistent play, um, even not if not every day necessarily, but even just if he knew if he's going to play two or three times a week, yeah, if that would help him yeah. out. But you know, now it's like he played those two games, what two games in a row, like within three or four days. And we thought he was getting traded because that's why he did yeah. so much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And it, it's funny because when you look at the schedule, you go noon off day, night game, night game in Cleveland, day game in Cleveland, off game. Melina's gonna play them all, mm-hmm. and it and it's one of those it's one of those deals to where they could even I would be I would be fired up if they used the DH well appropriately to get some guys rest and the Cardinals never seem to do that yeah I've never understood that you know what I mean it's it's one of those to where they give a rest to your best glove and and you know, one of those types of situations. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And it feels like they could probably do that this week. But with the two off days and the two day games, I think you may see Kisner play one of them, but I would not be surprised if he doesn't play any of them.
1: I bet, if I was to guess, I bet Pitt Kisner plays Sunday. But he doesn't play either one of those Cleveland series. He doesn't play the two against the Twins to end July. And he possibly doesn't even play that that's Sunday after Sunday of the August 1st, because there's an off day after that. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, you know, he might get one more try and see, that's why I am. I don't know what his value is.
0: Yeah. Another no point. one does because of that. Um,
1: right. But I'm perfectly fine. As much as I'd like to see Andrew Kuzner, you know, develop and, and become something here in St. Louis. If they could trade him this year, I'm fine with it because, because, You know, if they bring up Ali Sanchez or whatever to be the backup for Yachty, it's not going to be any different. Yachty's going to play every day. You know, I mean, it doesn't really matter who. I mean, you and I could basically be the backup catcher for as much as they use them because they don't pinch hit with them. You know, Kisner doesn't even get a chance to pinch hit. So you're playing a man short to some degree. The other kid of team's not really using their backup catcher either much, but they'll use them more often than the Cardinals do. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I I really wish, to some degree, I wish the. Schilt was a little bit more and I thought he was gonna be when he came in, open to that, to let Kisner pinch hit, even if it's in the seven, you know, seventh or eighth inning of a game, let him pinch hit. Because, you know, the odds of Yachty getting hurt in the last inning or two are slim, you know. Um, you know, you the idea that you're gonna need that emergency catcher is pretty unlikely. And at worst you need him for an inning or two, you know, and then you pull up somebody else the next day. I I just I don't know. I think that's the idea of how they use a backup catcher is, and, and this is in baseball in general is one of those relics of an older time that doesn't necessarily could be changed. I think I think some team team that could be aggressive with it would change. It could be could get some benefits.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's there's one of those and all that 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 line of thought. It makes you wonder whether you keep any prospects. Catching prospects, yep. so you could just deal them all because what they're going to do is bring in a guy like a Sanchez or a Heinemann, and you know Heinemann, of course, isn't in the organization anymore. But right, right. that could be the backup catcher, and you don't have to worry about developing any guys. And yep. you, you just kind of wonder. We've said this before. I mean, think about it, how far back we've said this. Mm-hmm. Um, is Herrera the next in line? I mean, he's in Double A, and we'll probably need another year. And definitely need another year in the minors, if yeah. not another start in Springfield. Is that the bridge? Because, I mean, I don't know. It wouldn't convince I, me if, if he got close and doesn't play.
1: I feel like Herrera's got a pretty good chance to be that guy. Just because, yeah, you're right. He needs to play next year. And if Yachty comes back next year, so be it. And then, I know there was some talk about, you know, that, that Tito had that um, that article from the Puerto, Puerto Rican paper about Yachty even looking for a two-year extension. I don't think the Cardinals giving him a two year extension. And I honestly don't know that Yachty plays. I know it's kind of crazy. to say. I think he plays next year. I don't know that he plays a year after that. Yeah. If he does play the year after that, I think the Cardinals are much more likely if Herrera is ready to split the time with them better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think Herrera's got a better chance. Now I thought, you know, with the way Yachty's contract ran that, you know, Kisner might have a better chance than Kelly, because Kelly developed unfortunately too fast. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, there's all this, um, and that doesn't seem to play out. Because I mean, yeah, if if you think Yadi is coming back next year, you have to trade Andrew Kisner, yeah. um, because he's not going to be worth anything if you don't. Um, either trade him now, trade him in the off season. Um, now, if you don't think Yadi's coming back, then that's a different story. If you don't plan on sounding Yadi. I think you have to hold on to Kisner because you don't have somebody right ready to go. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think that's, I think Herrera has got a chance to be that guy and you know, we'll see if that happens and we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, the usage of Yachty is, is always, yeah, I mean, you're right. We've talked about this forever. Um, you know, he's, he's, you know, could use some. You could use a break, and then he goes out and, you know, hits two home runs or something like that. But, um, it's it's been a while since see so, you know, he's been really effective with the bat this year, and it would be nice to see him. You know, get a little bit more rest. But you know, the Cardinals are going to say, "Well, we got two off days next week. Yeah, that's all the rest he needs." Yep. So,
0: to the detriment of another player, I completely agree. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's a difficult situation. I mean, you know, when you've got a guy like that, I get it. Um, but there's gotta be some way, and you know, I don't think I liked it much in 96 because if we, you know, cause it was Ozzie Smith and, and all that, but you got to give Tony LaRusso some credit for saying, look, we're going to play Royce Clayton, you know, cause you're at the end of your career. We know you're Ozzie Smith, but we're going to play Royce Clayton and you're going to play some and Ozzie played eighty. 82 games that year. I think I looked at up recently had a really good year, partly Mm -hmm. because he had a chip on his shoulder, but partly because he rested, you know, and and it takes somebody to be able to say, this is what we're going to do. We understand how good you are. We understand what you've given to this organization, but this is what this team needs now. Um, And, you know, maybe they don't feel like that's what they, maybe they feel like, you know, Yachty is better than whatever Kisner can give them. I think it's much more likely though, that it's, you know, that's just what we do. We let Yachty play and it's not a thought of what would, what could we look like if Yachty didn't?
0: Yeah. That's, that's the one thing that's baffling to me is how successful, successful he can be after a rest that they just don't give him. Yep. I know that's crazy.
1: Yep. All right. Is there anything we haven't talked about? Um, this series with the Reds is, it's a little bit concerning to me. Just because, you know, the Cardinals don't get to throw Wainwright and they don't get to throw Kim. Um, and the Reds are going to throw Castillo and they're going to throw uh, right. Sonny Gray, assuming. And I'm assuming that the Reds aren't going to be making any trades this weekend to, to sell off or anything because they're, you know, they've struggled out of the break. They're one in five since um, <laughs> since the All-Star break. Um, but I was talking with a Reds fan and he's like, you know, they could easily be four and two or four and three. They've lost sure. their games late. And you know, that game, you know, I know you and I were talking during that game with the Mets where it was um, you know, when extra innings went back and forth. But you know, Reds were up seven to three in that game. Um, runs should be scored this weekend, in theory, although Luis Castillo does tend to shut them down. Yeah. But the pitching matchups don't don't work for the Cardinals. And I am a little bit concerned with a guy like LeBlanc, a guy like Oviedo. And then, um,
0: we'll pitch into the contact there. Yeah. See, I mean, ends up in the seats a lot.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So what do you think? I mean, are, are, are the Cardinals going in the right direction enough to overcome a little bit of that and wind up taking that series?
0: I, you know what? I'm pretty confident on this one because because mainly because I think that they're, uh, I, I'm not sure. I think they're a little lost without Castellanos. Yeah. And that, I, that's one of the things I feel a little confident about that. um, you know, hopefully we see some good starts and they can leverage it out. Uh, you know, we'll see. I don't know. I, I I I have high hopes to win the series this week and to see what happens in Milwaukee to make things interesting.
1: Yeah, I am very glad that Castellanos is not in the lineup. Uh, oh, especially with Woodford going. Oh, uh, Last thing we need is another one of those things. But um, Castellanos has just destroyed the Cardinals. It feels like... All well, all year long. I guess he didn't last year, but he definitely has this year. Um, and I've got to think that that makes an impact because he and Winker Winkler together have been uh, been really potent. Um You take that away, and Joey Votto's not what it used to be. Uh, it's kind of another situation. He's still dangerous, but um you know, losing that big offensive weapon is going to hurt. But it does. I mean, you look at. Jonathan India didn't see it feels like he's done all his damage this year against Cardinals. So, you know, there's always some guy that, you know, everybody else can get out. and The Cardinals can't. So we'll see how that goes. Exactly. Um, also just as passing, you know, Cardinals play the Indians next week. It will be the last time they play the Indians, uh, because (laughs) I saw this this morning, the Cardinals, they will be the guardians going forward. Um, any thoughts on the new name for the Indians?
0: I was disappointed. It wasn't the spiders. Or uh, I mean, the tribe or anything like that. You know what I mean? That's probably a little too close, but, but yeah, it's, you knew that this was going to be a disappointing selection, whatever they did safe and probably a little disappointing.
1: I will say that my wife doesn't pay attention to baseball much, but you know, the little bit that she did, she had Cleveland as her team because she was from Ohio (laughs) And she is deathly afraid of spiders. So I was glad that um, they didn't have, they didn't pick the spiders because anytime the Cardinals played the spiders, she would have probably flipped. That's a minor detail. Um, I I get the history behind that. And that would have been kind of interesting guardians. Hmm. You know, I get the, it's interesting tie to to Cleveland that I didn't know about. Apparently, you know, the, the, the statues on the bridge and stuff like that. I was looking at when they were talking about that name, you know, I think you're, I think honestly, they've made it a, a pretty smart move here because they can easily tie into Marvel. Um, and that's that's where the money is <laughs> right yeah. now. So, um, you know, you know, that's the Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy is going to have like uh, Jose Ramirez in it in the volume three. Yeah. Like <laughs> anyway, I, it's not too bad. We'll see. I think it's, as somebody pointed out, all these things sound silly when you, you know, it sounds kind of goofy. Uh, when they're announced and then you get used to them. Um, Sure. You know, I know the rays have changed from the devil rays, but it didn't take too long from, for even devil rays to seem kind of normal and, and rays are are fine. So um, I'm sure we'll get used to it and uh, we'll see how it goes. But um, anyway, Cardinals. uh, Yeah. Three with the reds, two with the Indians. um, And then we'll be back with you next week before the twin series, before the trade deadline. And hopefully we'll have some new Cardinals to talk about um, and we'll see how it goes. So until then, for Alan, I'm Daniel. Good night. Good night.
0: Alisea, the second for one, the double play. What a double play by Ozzie Smith. Oh, mercy.